You were created for more, and this show is meant to inspire and equip you with the tools you need to help you live on purpose. This is the podcast that keeps it real and highlights amazing business owners and impact makers so that you get your fire ignited and take your greatness out into the world. If you've got big dreams and know you were created for more, this is the place to be, and I'm so happy you're here. Welcome to the Created For More podcast. Hey, it's Lisa, and I've got a quick question for you. Are you looking to create consistent 10K plus months with the course or membership? I have a feeling you might be. That's why I partnered with Haley Burkhead, CEO of Recurring Profit, to sponsor this episode. Haley created a free training that breaks down her exact automated process for creating consistent 10K months. And as a listener of the Created From Our podcast, she's also giving you exclusive access to her recurring profit roadmap Trello board. You want free access? Go to recurringprofit.com slash automate. You'll also see it in the show notes. Go check it out. All right, ladies, this one is especially for you. Today, my guest Maria and I are talking about our hormones and how to support them throughout the different phases we go through each month. So I don't know about you, but I have not been really aware of what's going on in my body during my cycle. And apparently it's four cycles that go for a whole month, right? Like so month after month. So we're going to learn all about that and just the best ways to support your body with food so that you are eating healthy and properly for the different phases and what our bodies need during different phases of our cycle and how to show up for your business. So things to schedule in the calendar, what to work on, um, and just really, again, how to overall support you, your body, your hormones, so that you can thrive and be the amazing woman that you are. So without further ado, let's meet Maria. She is a certified nutritional practitioner, basically a holistic nutritionist. She's the founder of Vitalia Nutrition and the creator of Flow and Sync System, where she uses cycle syncing nutrition to help women balance their hormones back to their natural rhythm so they can actually live a PMS-free life for the rest of their menstruating years while loving their period for real. Hmm. All right, Maria, make us love it something that most of us hate. But again, you are going to love the simplified way that Maria shares all of this amazing knowledge with us. Let's dive in. Hey, Maria, we're here. Welcome to the show. I'm so excited you're here with us today. And I cannot wait for this topic. Oh, thank you for having me in your podcast. I'm like super excited to deep dive. I know it's a a topic that I'm really, really passionate about. And you probably know how passionate I am. Yeah, I think I am always so selfish about who comes onto this podcast because it's like I soak up so much information and knowledge. And then I know everyone else does too, but like I have three daughters and two of them are teenagers. So, like, let's teach me how to control them. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. You're going to learn a lot of valuable tricks in here. I promise you that. (laughs) So fun. All right. So, we already know you know, who you are professionally and, you know, really what you're doing with your business. But like, how did you get started with this? What made you decide that this was what you're going to teach people? You know what? Um, It started because of me. Like I started um, dealing with a lot of PMS and I, at at the time I wasn't 
I wasn't, I didn't know it was PMS. I don't know. I didn't know it was hormone related. Right. So I started noticing that throughout the month, I would like, you know, I own my business and I would be really creative, really inspired. I would be like, wow, like feeling amazing. Yeah. But then I realized I hit a point where it was a couple of months that I just didn't want to leave bed, that I was like, I was super inspired. I didn't want to work. I was feeling like so, and it was not that I was stressed from work, nothing. It was just what's happening, right? Mm-hmm. I'm a nutritionist. I'm doing all the things, you know, like having the smoothies, having like spirulina, doing all the things you can do. And I just wasn't putting two and two together. So I started deep diving and I came to realize that nobody takes into consideration hormones. So that's when I started getting really into hormones. I started deep diving on how they work because usually uh, we all run by a male clock. If you think about it, mm-hmm. we're expected to wake up, keep our day, go have the same energy every single day and all that. But the yeah. thing is like, we cannot do that because our hormones really rule how we feel, how we think and how we act. And when we don't support that and we don't, don't support how they flow throughout the month, then that's when we start noticing how these like imbalances start kicking in and we started blaming it in anything in like stress and maybe not sleeping and just many things that obviously are reasons why your hormones may be kind of a little bit out of whack and acting up. But um, yeah, so that's when I, I just got into these topics so much. I'm, that's amazing. I love that you say like supporting our hormones, like it doesn't have to be the enemy, right? It's just like, we, it's part of us. It's part of our life and our being human. So how do we support it and ourselves so that we can be our best? And I don't know. I mean, I could talk about that alone, like with so many different avenues for so long, because I, I need a lot of rest and in general, like that's like part of how I'm designed literally. And I do better when I have more rest. And I notice that when it's that time of the month, I like need even more. Like I just get so exhausted, like the week before the week of, and I get a little cranky too. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> so, you know, we, we, we say, oh, it's PMS, right? Like mm-hmm. what it is, like we're taught since teenagers, like when that first starts happening, but you want us to stop normalizing PMS, right? Yes. 100%. It's, the thing here is that one part is like feeling a little bit of a symptom, like maybe feeling a little bit more tired because that comes with your hormones. Like there's a drop in your hormones that's going to make you feel tired. But you know, like a lot of people really normalize like those extreme mood swings. When I'm talking about like one second you're good, the other second you're crying, and then the other second you're yelling at everybody, like that is not normal. Like Are you watching I mean- me, Maria. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. But uh, that's the thing, right? We think it's part of it. And it's like, even like our partners or our guy friends say like, oh, it's the time of the month, right? Or you're pyomissing or you're hormonal. And part of that, it comes with it. But part of that, it stops being normal, right? Mm -hmm. When you start getting bloated, when you are like, really how I was saying, like, I couldn't leave my bed and I couldn't understand why, you know, kind of those things that is not normal. That's what we need to stop normalizing. And um, once we start supporting our hormones, um, then that you're going to notice how different it feels and how you kind of go along with your cycle, but, but understanding exactly what's going on. Hmm. All right. I, I need this because I know like I can, 
I just feel it. And I'm glad I'm aware of it. Like I know, okay, my period's coming. So anything my husband does is just going to annoy the crap out of me. <laughs> and I know it's not him. Like I can be, uh, you know, civil enough to like understand it, but it still like can bug me so much. And I don't, I don't like to be like that. I love to be more creative and feel like myself. So, all right, tell me all the stuff. I'm going to take notes. Okay, perfect. So like the, the good part we need not to understand because nobody teaches us about this yeah. is that our cycle actually has four phases. Okay. So yes, okay. there are four phases in your cycle. There is a menstrual phase, the follicular phase, ovulation phase, and the luteal phase. And these four phases are determined by how our hormones change throughout our cycle. And when we understand how this works and we can take advantage of each fluctuation, not only in a personal level and kind of controlling those mood swings and understanding when we are more like energetic and all that, but also in a business part of it or in a work environment part of it, because mm -hmm. then we understand when do we need to take care of different things? When do we need to brainstorm and take up on challenges? When do we need to kind of actually finalize tasks that we've been putting off? Because all those things, depending on the cycle of um, phase you are at, you're going to be better at it. I'm not saying that you cannot do it any other time of the phase, yeah. but, but I really want to enhance that particular part of what needs to get done, like go off of our phases. All right. Exactly. So yeah, that's very cool. So what is it like all four phases in that one, five to seven days, or is it for the whole month? For the whole month. So like the, like it's We're like constantly in this. Okay. All of us call, talk about it like it's a menstrual cycle, right? Because mm -hmm. we're known that it's like between five, seven days, you're going to be bleeding and all that. And that's the thing that we learn in school yeah. everywhere. Right. But that's not the cycle. The cycle is, a, that's what it's called a cycle because it's the full month. So for some people are 28 days, for some people are 32, you know, depending on each person, it's going to be that cycle. And throughout that cycle is where the, the faces start to change. Gotcha, gotcha. So, okay. Yes. So for example, like I determine usually the menstrual phase is the last part of the cycle, but I usually like considering it as a first step because it's kind of day one, you're bleeding, everything, your uterine lining from last month is shedding. It's kind of like a new beginning, right? So it's time to start supporting your body, start to, to like take some time for yourself, rest and all that to prep for the follicular and ovulation phase. So during the follicular and ovulation phase is where you, as its name says, is when you start creating new follicles okay. in order to ovulate and those eggs to be fertilized, right? Um, it doesn't matter if you're trying to get pregnant or not. As long right. as this is happen. going on, your body's going to start doing that. So it's pretty cool because during the follicular and ovulation phase, we actually start getting way more energy because our sex hormones, estrogen and progesterone that actually dictate our cycle, there are other involved, but let, let's focus on these two. Um, they start racing and the more they race, the more we start feeling better. So estrogen rules our first half of our cycle. So it starts racing, it starts giving us energy and along with testosterone as well. So that's why we feel that itch. Now, you, I don't know if you've noticed, but during the first half in that follicular relation phase, maybe you feel more energetic, more social. You may feel like kind of everything you put on looks really good on you, yeah. <laughs> right? You feel like kind of sexy and you can get even frisky because your body's prepping you to that. It's like telling oh you, you need to feel really good. You need to 
be good in order to um, get pregnant, basically. Ah. <laughs> so, so that's how you feel really good. So this is a this is a great time to go out, to socialize, to kind of brainstorm, as I was saying, to take up on challenges at work or do that task that you've been putting off because it's very straining and energy demanding. These two phases are where you want to focus on doing all those things because that's when, as I said, you feel amazing. There is no PMS, your hormones, as I said, they're like at their peak and you're feeling great, great. So once that happens, after ovulation, was that follicle has matured and it gets released during ovulation. And once that happens, then your progesterone, which is the one, the, the, the hormone that rules your second half of your cycle, starts spiking. What progesterone does, it kind of counteracts estrogen. So that one starts telling you, you need to rest. You start sleeping a little bit better. That's why you start getting a little bit tired. Exactly. Because it's like that first spiking and estrogen slowly starts kind of decreasing, not picking down, but like starts decreasing. So you start getting that vibe of like, oh, I want to stay home. I want to reorganize my closet or I want to finish what I was doing uh, business-wise. Maybe I had a couple of tasks that haven't been done. You kind of are more focused into that and into nesting. Because what happens there is like your body is expecting for you to be pregnant. As again, it doesn't matter if you're trying or not. If you ovulate it, it's expecting that. So it's telling you, okay, slow down, take it easy. Um, maybe there's a baby coming the way. Like you start, start focusing more in just like resting and saving all that energy. Also, another thing that I didn't mention, metabolism-wise. So mm -hmm. the first part of the cycle, um, your metabolism is going to be a little slower. So you're not going to feel as hungry. But after ovulation, when we get into the luteal phase, also known as PMS phase, basically, um, that's when cravings start kicking in. You start feeling hungrier because your metabolism gets faster. Again, because it wants you to be eating to nourish that fertilized egg whether it happened or not. It does, doesn't know it yet until the end, right? So that's why we change so much. So once we learn how our body works throughout this month, then that's when we can understand, oh, this is happening. And once we start supporting it with the right nutrients, because the nutrients you're going to need on the first phase are going to be different from the ones you're going to need on the second phase, then everything starts flowing. So mm -hmm. once we get to the PMS part, then your symptoms are not going to be as intense. You may feel a little bit more, not moody, but the funny thing is like once you're closer to your, to your period, your left and right hemisphere of your brain are way more connected. So that's why you're a little bit more sensitive. And that's why things bug you a little bit more. And maybe you get cranky as we know, but as long as it's not an extreme mood swing roller coaster of like emotions, that's still yeah. part of normal. But then again, if we're not supporting this part of our cycle, we're not eating the right things in the right times, then that's when sometimes um, these hormone um, um, imbalances can start happening and affect us for having extreme PMS. And then when yeah. our period hits, it's like cramping and bloating and just feeling like you don't want to leave your couch at all. So, wow, this is like the stuff they should be teaching us in school, right? I a hundred percent. Yeah. I wish I knew all of this. So I'm really intrigued by like the kind of what to do in life and business during these phases. And I think I missed something. So mm -hmm. menstrual is like when we want to rest 
Yes. So your menstrual phase, again, is when you're bleeding. It usually, for some people, happens, let's say, three to seven days around that time. Everybody is different. So during this time, you actually, yeah, want to take it slow, want to rest. If you go, I don't know, to spinning classes and all that, maybe this week you, you want to maybe focus on yoga, on some stretches, again, rest, replenish, and eat warming foods, kind of like soups and stews, like just to, to support your body, right? It's bleeding, it's losing a lot of um, iron, magnesium, a lot of like essential nutrients. So you need to replenish all of that. So for example, in here, I always recommend for the menstrual phase, um, have very um, wholesome foods. As I was saying, like the, the stews and soups that are very complete with a lot of vegetables and all that, especially yeah. like um, leafy greens, just to replenish that iron getting lost. Yeah. So that's during the menstrual phase. Do you recommend um, also like iron supplement? Iron is a kind of like a weird topic because we really need iron and a lot of women are iron deficient however supplementing with iron you have to be very careful because iron can be kind of like or really good or really not that great if you're mm. not supplementing right so i try not to depending on blood work and all that i i sometimes suggest but i try to support it more um with food if possible yeah gotcha yes okay all right yes. <laughs> and a good trick I have for you here is that if you have your leafy greens, because as I say, I was saying they have a lot of iron, always combine them with some lemon or something that has vitamin C because the vitamin C is going to help that iron get absorbed. Oh, okay. Good so, um, yeah, so it's really, really good. So then we go into the follicular phase. The follicular, follicular phase is around seven to 10 days about that. And this is a phase where you want to be social, when you want to be energetic, when you want to go back to that spin class, um, when you want to brainstorm, as I was saying. Exactly. <laughs> feel like your best, have those drinks with your friends, have a date night, like just feel really, really great. Mm -hmm. And um, a great way to support the follicular phase, like a, like a great food to do so are probiotic foods. Because a lot of us, I think, don't include them in our diet as often. Yeah. So they're good every part of the cycle, but especially during um, follicular and ovulation phase. So it is a really good thing. So that's part of it. And um, business-wise, this is the time where, again, you're creative, finishing tasks and all that. And communication skills too. Communication skills usually go come with the ovulation phase. Sometimes if you don't know your body right, it's kind of, too, kind of hard to understand when you're ovulating or, you know, when it's that follicular phase. So sometimes I talk about these two phases kind of together because they go hand in hand and you're getting the same. You're, you're at your best, you're feeling amazing. And again, those communication skills are gonna be really, really good. So if you have a team member that maybe it's not performing as good and you wanna have that chat, or you wanna be like, make sure it's it goes the right way, uh -huh. this communication phase is the best time to have that talk. Gosh, that's so good. Yes. And to support ovulation phase, if you already, again, that's a whole topic on how to identify when you're ovulating, but if you know when it's the ovulation phase, the nutritional yeast is a very good addition to any of your cooking because it has a lot of B vitamins. It has a lot of minerals that are going to help release a very healthy egg. Mm. And again, this is really important because without ovulation, there's no progesterone. So 
sometimes because of stress or like when with someone obviously it's in birth control or you got on a trip or something ovulation may not happen and that's when you're going to feel pms even stronger because you're then going to have more estrogen without that progesterone so um the nutritional gist is very important to make sure you're ovulating again whether you're looking for a pregnancy or not it's super super important okay yeah we are not getting pregnant over here but (laughs) yes but it's very important to know yeah it's very important to know very good because a lot of people are like that like oh i don't i don't care to get pregnant i don't care if i ovulate but you do need to care because Mm -hmm. um, you know like for for women that don't ever want to have a kid but um they're having their cycle they're not taking a birth control and they're taking other things where they still have a cycle then um it's something you do need to make sure you're ovulating yeah yeah it's part without ovulation there's no progesterone and there's no sin moment moments and then that's where crankiness pms and all that hits you very very hard (laughs) (laughs) all right and then the final one and the final one which is each the luteal phase it usually lasts two weeks so it's the longest one but um the first i usually divide them into week one and week two Week one, you're still going to have a little bit of that energy left from the follicular and ovulation phase. So you're still going to be feeling good. If you notice, um, you're, if you get the same PMS symptoms, you start noticing the week you were saying at the beginning, you start noticing the week before my period. That's basically the PMS week because mm-hmm. that's the last week where hormones are kind of getting that, that egg wasn't fertilized. So it starts like going down and then you start getting all the symptoms. When you have more estrogen in relation to progesterone, again, that's when you start feeling it a little bit more. So that's why it's very important to have these hormones working together and supporting them, whether it's with our lifestyle and and nutrition, in order for us to get to that part and don't feel like, sorry, my words, but crap by that last week. Okay. So what should we be eating during that time? During, you could ask. Um, during the luteal phase, complex carbs. So something like sweet potato, you know, like melon, um, those are going to be really good because complex carbs help you produce serotonin, your happy hormones. Mm-hmm. So a lot of women, I know we try to stay fit and we try to cut carbs out of our diet and all that. Um, but these two weeks are crucial to be eating carbohydrates, again, complex carbohydrates in order to support that serotonin level and keep our um, mood swings controlled because they're going to happen. It's natural that it's going to happen. Again, because of what I was saying, we're more receptive. We notice things more. Um, but when you have that serotonin production going on, when you ha- are eating your carbohydrates and you're supporting your cycle, then you really notice that they are not as bad as they usually can be. This is so good. I'm in love with this topic. Is there like a way that we can learn to track this better? Like I know a lot of people use apps. I've never found an app that I like or just a calendar system and then start being more aware. Like what do you recommend so that we can start identifying what's happening in our bodies? Okay. So the easiest part, not not the easiest, actually it takes a lot of work to start understanding these, right? Yeah, it seems like it. it. <laughs> yes. But if your cycle is regular, let's say like if you're the easiest way to do it, if you're if your cycle is regular, then you know when is your menstrual phase, right? That's like a no-brainer. You know that it might last five days, seven days, right? After that, 
more or less, as I was saying, between ovulation and, um, and follicular phase, you're talking about 10 days. So mm-hmm. you kind of start mapping out and you start tracking your symptoms. How do I feel? When do I start feeling energetic? When is my energy start getting like starting low, you know? So that's how you can track it. You can write it down in your calendar, in an app, in your notes. You can't, that's how you can start tracking it. Okay. And then luteal phase is usually two weeks. So okay. once you identify your menstrual phase and your last two weeks of your um your luteal phase, then you know when your follicular and ovulation phase is happening. Yeah. Now um okay. Yeah, kind of that's how the that the easiest thing. I do have like a like a mini course that explains you how to track ovulation. Because oh, okay, perfect. Yeah, this is really important again, whether you're trying to get pregnant or not. I know I sound like a broken broken record, but I teach you different techniques. Um, one of them is the basal body temperature. So our temperature, again, the first half of our cycle, it's gonna be a little lower, like you know. And then by the time we hit ovulation, after ovulation, it spikes up. And the last two weeks of the luteal phase, our energy goes actually up. It's really interesting. So there are different ways. That's how you can notice once your energy raises, then you notice, you know, you're ovulated. If your energy, I mean, if your temperature doesn't raise, then that means you haven't ovulated. So that's one technique that I teach you because that's a whole other topic that I can take. Right. <laughs> but it's, it's part of what I talk about there. Also, there is like the cervical mucus, um, depending on the consistency, because it changes throughout the month. Mm-hmm. You can tell when you're ovulating or when you're close to ovulation. And that's how you identify that phase specifically. Yeah. See, like I didn't even realize that was a thing. My sister-in-law told me like, recently, like as an adult <laughs> within the past few years. And I was like, what? That means you're ovulating? I just, again, why don't they teach us this kind of stuff? Instead? Right. Because then that way it would open more like our, our world and our decisions of what's the best um, birth control that we can have instead of jumping to the pill that I'm not a huge fan of it because it can really cause a lot of havoc in our body, in our hormones, you actually, if you're in the birth control, you're not experiencing these phases. So you cannot take advantage of good of these phases because you're skipping them. Okay. So good point. If anyone listening is on any kind of birth control or is it just the pill? It's just the pill. It depends on the, depending on different devices, you actually ovulate, but it's mostly birth control pill. If you're under the birth control pill, you're definitely not going to be ovulating you're definitely not going to be experiencing all these amazing things that you can experience mm. without it. and it's nothing that i have anything against it it's it's right, every right. patient right but it's, sometimes sorry it's good to know like it is know, good somebody to know. is interested in this and you know reworking how they're supporting their own body they can consider if birth control is the right thing for them exactly because i noticed that like you go to the doctor and you're like hey i don't want to get pregnant take the pill that's mm-hmm. the first thing they say, or I have extreme PMS, extreme cramping, cramping, irregular cycle, take the pill because they're just masking all that. They're just like, okay, let's just make not all, all of that happen and just like block it. But then once you may want to have a baby or once you kind of want to come off it, you can experience those symptoms even stronger because you're not treating the root cause. You're just masking. So knowing all these, it can, as I said, it can open our world to decide how we want to prevent pregnancy or how we want 
to deal with our hormone issues versus just jumping to a band-aid that at the end is not the best. Yeah, yeah, totally with you. I had the IUD for a really long time and I actually didn't get my period for those all those years. And I loved it. <laughs> but I remember a lot of people telling me like, that's not good. That's not normal. You should have your period every month. And I'm like, it's okay. I have two kids. Like I'm, I'm good. I don't want my period. And then, you know, like now learning about this, it's like, Oh, Lisa, did you make like the best decision? Whatever it's done. And I'm not on anything anymore. So I'm really excited to learn and pay attention more to like, to my phases, my cycle. Yes. Honestly, once you pay attention, you're going to notice, Oh, it makes sense. Oh, this is like, right. That's why I'm feeling like that. You learn to know. And also you learn to know when to say yes and when to say no. When to commit to some like big project or big party or, you know, and when to say, no, you know what, today's a Netflix and chill day. Yep. I'm totally going to go map out my calendar based on this. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What? So tell us more about like the cycle guide. I know we're going to have it in the show notes so you can go grab it if you're listening and you want it. But what, tell us a little bit more about it. And it's a mini course too, right? Yeah, it's a mini course. So it's a seed cycling guide. So seed cycling is used for many, many years to kind of support your hormones as they transition throughout the month. So basically with seed cycling, you can support your full, like usually for seed cycling, I divide the cycle only into follicular phase and luteal phase. I explain everything in the mini training, but it's basically literally eating specific seeds at specific times of the month, just rotating them in order to support your estrogen production and your progesterone production. And it's a great first way to start kind of getting in tune with your cycle and kind of like, again, helping support your hormones so you don't get to your PMS week and you are completely out of control and completely not feeling good. And, you know, like and your husband. <laughs> exactly. No, you notice, you notice how we start practicing it. It's it's crazy how just a simple practice as it's cycling um, can change a lot of things in your body. I'm excited. All right. So we can grab that in the show notes. And then you also have something coming up that's kind of exciting. Yes. I have been working a lot, a lot, a lot on a meal plan. I call it the flowing sink meal plan. And that's basically, as its name says, a meal plan that teaches you how to eat in each phase of your cycle. Amazing. So exactly what foods you should be eating. It comes with like a huge grocery shopping list where you can pick the foods. I give you, let's say, these are all the foods you should be eating during your menstrual phase. Then you pick from those which ones you want to eat at that time. And oh then gosh, I need that. Yes. And then there's food templates where you can actually super, kind of organize it in order for you to know your eating a wholesome food, like a complete food that's going to like nourish not only your hormones, but your entire body and your cells and everything. So I love meal planning, but it can be so overwhelming sometimes. And so like, I like to have all of it, you know, laid out and like, let me pick what I like and what I know. Mm-hmm, exactly. It's like, I don't even know what these things are in recipes and you have to go buy 38 ingredients. And I, I just, know. I'm not, I don't have these things in my cupboard, people. Like, I just don't. <laughs> exactly. No, I know. It gets very complicated. Or those meal plans that come, as you say, with all the recipes, and you're like, okay, so I have to cook a different recipe today. Or in order to stay here, no, it's just your shopping list. You decide what you want to get. 
And then from that, you decide what you want to cook. It's very simple. You can make it as fancy as you want, or you can make it as quick and easy as you want. So yeah, I'm not the type of person that spends four hours in the kitchen. I can't, I can't do that. (laughs) Then I'm getting this slow and safe. Okay. That's all for the show notes. And then where's like the best way to connect with you? Honestly, like probably Instagram or my email. Yeah. Instagram. I'm very quick at answering everybody else. Other than that, it's just, it takes me a while. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I love hanging out on Instagram too. So yes. Um, Thank you so much for all of this. I really appreciate the, the scientific part that's guiding all of this, but just the simplified way that you're teaching it. So it's easy to understand and get started. Like I'm such a fan of simple and I like the, the reasoning behind it, but just like not so detailed, like that's just not going to work for me. And (laughs) um, but yeah, like I really do appreciate just the simplified way that you've walked us through how to support ourselves best so that we can be our best, not only in business, but just in life in general. So thank you so much. No, thank you for having me. And I'm a total science nerd. So anytime you have any questions, let me know. I think I think I need science nerds to like bring it down to a five-year-old lingo and then teach me. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. I'm good at that. (laughs) Good. All right, Maria. Well, thank you again so much. And thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Thank you. Take care. All right, before you sneak off, let me ask you something. Are you tired of the revenue roller coaster? Are you looking for ways to sell a course or membership on autopilot? I thought you might be. That's why I partnered with Haley Burkhead, CEO of Recurring Profit to sponsor this episode. I get it, you hear about the idea of recurring revenue, but maybe you aren't quite sure where to start. The key to making this work is plugging into a proven system that doesn't require your full attention day after day. Haley has created a free training to teach you her A to Z roadmap for how to create an automated revenue stream that generates consistent 10K plus months. You can even customize this training based on whether you already have a course or membership or if you just have an idea for one. Either way, you can get free access right now go to recurringprofit.com slash automate. If you are excited about this, I hope you also know that as a Created for More listener, when you sign up for the free training using our link, you'll also get access to her Trello board, which maps out the entire Recurring Profit roadmap. So go now, head over to recurringprofit.com slash automate or click the link from the show notes and have fun making your own recurring revenue profit.